You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick them on the internet in case you want to watch them. Um, I'm not going to do an update on random stuff because the world has officially lost the plot. We, as a, as a thing, as a human, we are so stupid sometimes. You know, like I, I went on, uh, went on a website. I like memes and silly little things that are out there. And someone's actually been on the TV to discuss with a news anchor whether maths is racist. Just me? Is it just me who thinks? I can't wrap my head around that. You know, what's two plus two? Oh, you can't ask me that. That's racist. That is mental in its finest form. You know, it's kind of like as humans, we just, we can't get along. You know, like today is probably in the developed states as close to normal in fairness of equality for everyone. And it's kind of like we can't just get along now. It's like, oh, I've got nothing to moan about. I've got nothing to kick off about. I need drama in my life. So I'm going to pretend maths is racist. You know, it, it's just mad. It's, we just can't get along. Like Humans want to connect. You know, people want to find something with someone else that they connect with, and that's how they feel together. It's how they feel part of something. But to just love thy neighbor and to just get along People just can't seem to do it, and they have to come up with nonsense. Like there was a, a person on an Australian talk show or news who um, was basically saying you should ask for a baby's consent before you change their nappy, their diaper, whatever word you want to use for it. And the news anchor was like, look, how are you going to do that? <laughs> the baby can't talk. And it's like, oh, no, 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 I understand that, but it's more like, I'm going to change your nappy for you now. Is that okay? It's like, mate, what do you mean? I just, I honestly think we've become that all right as a society where, you know, in developed countries where the struggle isn't real anymore. So people want to appear that there are problems that are just not there. And I would love to be that privileged. Love it to, you know, I think I've mentioned it before where, I was eating once and someone like nearly fainted because I licked my knife, you know, and somebody has also complained because I used my, I think, I don't know, like, you know, and you get starter knives and forks on the outside of your main knife and fork and you have to eat, use the ones on the outside in, whatever it is. I've had people complain at me over stuff like that. And I just think I'd love your privilege where that's what you're bothered about. Imagine being that privileged, in that much of a comfortable position in life. You're wondering whether you've got the baby's permission to change a nappy. Oh, no, let's just leave a baby in a filthy nappy. Let it just keep filling them up. You know, is maths racist? This world is mental, 100% mental. I could go on because something really wound me up on Instagram this morning uh, where this uh, person... I won't dare say a, a sexuality or a gender or whatever, but they were kicking off because they're like, where's the diversity with autism? Where's the diversity, you know, out there? Where are the accounts from fat artistics? 
right here. You know, where's the accounts from deaf artistics, from trans artistics, from blah, blah, blah. And I just responded with, I'm not really bothered about everything else. I'm only really bothered about the autism and I'm bothered about the stories that they go through, you know, because a story is what you remember things by. And, you know, I just basically signed it off with, you know, you're sincerely uh, fat, artistic, cis, hetero male, lover of bacon, um, comedian, uh, lead singer in a rock band, you know, fire service, hypnotist. You know, how diverse is that for you? Just, I don't know. I just think the world's gone mad. So first of all, let me apologize. I've not spoke to anyone for a while, so that's why I've gone on a bit of a rant. But, you know, I also did say that I wasn't going to mention anything. So it just shows, doesn't it? Anyway, so what I actually wanted to talk about <laughs> was, um, you know, people kindly, very graciously last time, when I've not done an update on my butterfly effect videos, were asking how I was getting on. So I did another one to sort of let people know where I was up to. And I think enough's happened for me to do another video because, you know, the sort of, there's been a turn in the tide. And I think the importance about what I, what I want to go for with doing this butterfly effect lot of videos is, you know, something that was appeared to be so small, you know, a butterfly flapping its wings on the West Coast causes a tornado on the East Coast, you know, to sort of show how that cycle for someone with autism can feel and how it can make you appear. And, uh, you know, like, so, so I just basically wanted to do another update is what I'm trying to get at. Um, but one thing which I found quite interesting myself <laughs> today was I've got two videos saved up uh, that I recorded and I've never released, which are just there for, you know, let's say I'm under the weather or I don't get a chance to do a video. It just means I can try and have one come out every week, even though that was never the plan. But I did one on mental health tips at the time, I was feeling very, very low. And you want to... I mean, I know I'm not a pretty picture anyway, but you want to see the state of me in that video. I'm a mess. It looks like I've been crying when I wasn't. You know, just the whole demeanor's really low. And I mean, I listen to the tips, even though I feel a lot fresher now, and I agree with myself, so that's always a good start. But wow, you know, when I finally stick that one up, um, I'll have to maybe put a disclaimer on it as well, just to say... I'm all right, don't worry about me, you know, because it uh, looks really bad, but I'm all about being open and honest. So uh, it will go on at some point because people will love to tell me in emails why I'm wrong with my mental health tips um, because every time I've done something which is, I've offered a little bit of Paul perspective, it's not gone down well with those who like to create fake email accounts and uh, take the time to send me a ratty email, but you know, we can't please everyone because we can't all get along. There you go. Wrapped up in a nice little ball, eh? Um, anyway, so where are we up to? Um, I had a call from my boss this morning, which was out of the blue, and it set me off. I <laughs> I woke up today feeling all right. I've not really slept, to be honest. Uh, you know, I was up I was up and out of bed for a seven seven AM, but I've been lying there for a good couple of hours thinking of all sorts. And, you know, my favorite thing is to create TV scripts in my head when I'm just lying there and 
you know, I've got nothing else to do because the eyes won't close and I won't sleep. But I'm just getting on with it. And then this number appears on my phone that I don't recognize. And because I've kind of opened myself back up to the job market, you know, it's all right to get these. It's the only time I really answer numbers I don't recognize. And I answer it and there's the boss. It was like, it, it's weird because I obviously wasn't expecting to speak to anyone today. And then of all the people to speak to, it was the guy who basically pays my wages or not, as the case may be. Um, because as I found out via an email, I was entitled to one month full pay, I think another month half pay, and then the rest of the time is just this statutory sick pay, which is about 86 quid a week, which would never cover my mortgage in a million years. So, um, you know, and what I realized is because I was sort of caught off guard with it, I was angry, you know. I mean, I'm I'm always angry and I always put a lid on it, um, but it was quite difficult to put the lid on for the call. And the crazy thing is it's not this guy's fault why I'm off, not 1%, because um, a lot of it proceeds his arrival. Um, but it was just, it was weird because, I, I, like I say, I wasn't expecting to talk to him. But I felt really violated afterwards. I felt really worked up. And I know you can't see, but like the window just over at the back, um, there's a house across the way. It's not. It's about a year old, and they're having an extension built. Like, why didn't you just buy a bigger house? You know what I mean? But um, it honestly felt like it's a wet, windy day out there. These guys out there working on the extension, they've got big, dirty coats on big boots full of mud it felt like after that phone call that one of them had just opened my front door walked up the stairs you know without taking the shoes off got to take your shoes off in my house and you know sort of brushed against the walls with the big wet dirty coats on just come in this room and ruffled my head you know and then walked off again you know it's sort of like i just like was sat here thinking you know i feel like, how did you get in? <laughs> you know, where's the cat? <laughs> the cat can't get out. You know, just this, I just felt very scattered. Like, it shouldn't have happened, but it did happen. And I'm not happy about it. And it felt out of my control. And it feels really off out of left field. And yeah, so what I'm trying to get at is to have that chat didn't feel nice because it was very sprung, very spontaneous thing to do. But in his defense, today is the day I should have gone back to work, but I haven't. Because I've been to the doctors, and I had to go last week because the doctor I see is off this week. So I had to go and I had to have an explanation in our talk to say, look, I'm feeling better than I was. I don't need the medication. I don't need the CBT. Like I said, that I wouldn't, because if we remember going back to those first videos and I'm, I was saying to you, I just need time. That is all I need. I just need time and space to recharge and refocus. I said that to you, these, these videos as evidence. And it proves that I know myself better than a doctor would wanting to give me CBT or medication because right now, and for the past few days, maybe last week as well, and I know going forward, I don't need any of them. I have had what I needed, which was the space. And yeah, so 
she's off this week, so she's left a note for some other doctor to sign me off for another month. And then after this sick note is finished, I'm going back. I am going back to work. Um, and whereas I usually keep a lid on all of my rage and all of my anger, which is just my default setting, you know, I've not got suppressed childhood issues that create all these things. I'm just a naturally uh, angry person. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't take it out on people, you know. But what I, I sort of learned through the conversation I had with the boss was that to go back to work, it'll be very, very important to not put the lid fully back on to the anger and the rage, but to just leave a crack so some of it can come out. Because when I've got the lid, and I think this is important, when I've got the lid fully on to keep all of that rage, all of that anger trapped within, I become very passive. I become very, what can I do for you? Whereas if I just let a little bit of that out, I become a bit more of, what do you want? So instead of being there, what can I do for you? I'll be, what do you want? So if it's not my job, while I've got a little bit of the anger and the rage coming out, then that is not anger or rage that protects me. It's a defense. And that's what the rage and the anger creates because the rage and the anger is my protector. And it goes, you're not being spoken to like that. You're not doing their job for them. You know, they get paid to do their job. They can do it. But be nice. <laughs> so that's where I could respond to an email if it's to do with a policy, just basically saying, we have a policy manager. You're going to need to contact them. You know, if they've got a boss and it's part of their role, it'll be, please contact your manager. Whereas when the lid is fully on, I'm the type of person who goes, oh no, that is a problem. Here, let me help you as much as I can to my detriment. So I need to, that's what I learned from the conversation was to just make sure the lid is off a little bit. And then there's another part of me where, because it was a good conversation in the end, I realized I started the conversation badly. I started with, I wasn't aggressive, but I was very short. You know, he's like, Hi, Paul. You okay? Yeah. Everything okay? Yeah. You know, and it's not his fault, but I, I didn't know how to respond because I suppose it's like when you're a kid and you were unwell for school. You know, you couldn't just be unwell. You used to have to put the voice on as well, like, I don't think I can go to school today. Uh. You know, and it's kind of, you know, if I laugh... Am I allowed to laugh? Is that still stress at work or do I have to sound depressed? <laughs> Just all of these weird thoughts were rushing through my mind. So it was more of a case of I was just really short because one, I wasn't expecting the call. Two, I wasn't expecting the call. <laughs> Three, I wasn't expecting the call. I just, you know, the surprise really rocked me and I didn't know how to speak to the guy either. So, but it was a good, it was a good conversation because it isn't his fault I'm off. But, you know, he was telling me how he's putting a few things in place, which are things which by default will alleviate some of the things that are bothering me. Um, he did mention something really strange in the call, which has got me thinking. So basically within my role, I'm called a business partner, which I've no idea what that means, but 
basically I will do absolutely everything under the umbrella for fire and health and safety. But he said, do we, as part of your role, just make you fire? And that's it. You just do fire risk assessments and stay involved in fire. That's it. We remove the health and safety and the business partner role. So I thought, would that change my salary? Um, because obviously I'm only working to pay bills now. I'm not working for interest, not while I work for the company that let me go off ill, the company that failed me on a workplace autism assessment. You know, the company that even people at the highest levels that when I was there were phoning me going, could you help with this? <laughs> I just don't know how you find time to do this. And I was saying to them, I haven't got time. <laughs> you know, so they've burnt me. But everything, everything he was saying seemed positive. It seems like it's going in the right direction. He's got a new uh, manager starting in January in relation to fire. He's looking for a health and safety manager. So it definitely sounds like he's putting a split in the team. So we've got some health and safety and some fire. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like he's making some positive changes, but it's for a company who burnt me, you know. So even though I could basically go back and have what would be perceived in for, for someone like me in the type of work I do as a perfect job, the company let me down. So I would cut my nose off to spite my face, according to some, and go and work anywhere else and take that chance. And maybe it'd fail. But the difference is, you know, this another company haven't personally affected me. And that's where it comes in. Pride is a hell of a drug, people. Um, and it's unfortunate, but I am, what I'm basically saying, which I tried to say all these minutes ago, is that I am going to go back to work after this sick note ends. Let me just check my emails, see if it's coming. Nope. So this is causing me anxiety as well. I need to submit the sick note today um, because I've kind of promised the admin person it'd be here because the doctors promised me it'd be done. Um, it's only half 11 in the morning at the time I film this, so I've got the rest of the day to do it. But I'm just on edge. I'm constantly sat here clicking the email. Is it there yet? No. Click it off. Is it there yet? No. So that's been a bit of a bother as well. Um, but yeah, so that's the uh, that's the next step is to go back. I am ready. I can't go back this month because to try and put the lid back onto the ever burning rage, um, I, I haven't got. I'm not all the way there yet, you know. Because what you've got to remember is I've been like a, a volcano. I've just been simmering away. I've, you know, let things bother me i've let things get to a head and then getting that email to say we're basically not going to pay you we're happy to break you but we're not happy to pay you once we do you know once i got that that's when the volcano erupted and all that rage is just overflown and spewed everywhere and i need to somehow figure out how to <laughs> tuck it all back in again uh, before I go back, because the last thing I need is for one person just to just say something, even as a quirk or a pleasantry or a touch of sarcasm, and for me to just blow my top, because that's not beneficial for anyone. It's not sensible. It's not mature, um, and it's not what we should do in a workplace setting. But I'm going to go back, 
after this sick note's finished, and I obviously don't know what date that will be because I've not got it yet, uh, but it'll probably be for about the 4th or 5th of January, I'll imagine. Um, and then I'll go back. And as I also learned from a text message is I'm fully locked out of every everything for work because they lock you out when you go off on the sick, apparently. So you can't, this probably isn't the reason they'll admit to, but it's so you can't go into your system, steal everything that you've worked on to take to another company with you because most people who go off sick end up leaving for somewhere else. So I've got to phone um, our IT department, give them this secret code, let them set me all back up again. And then my boss wants to meet with me. I think he only lives about an hour and a half away, which is really close um, in proximity to where my previous bosses have lived. Um, and I think he said he wants to meet me to discuss making sure coming back is all right. And that's where a bit of conflict comes because he's being above and beyond a gentleman about it. And I appreciate that. And on his tr he did say on the call he really values me. He doesn't want me to go anywhere. He, he, he refuses to let me go, and I've been valuable to him. You know, so, um, you know, that's that, that conflict when somebody's nice to you and they don't need to be, and then there's me, you know, looking for the exit. Oh, it's the conflict, but I don't work for him. I work under him for a company and if he was to flirt off somewhere else i gave my loyalty to someone who goes somewhere else you know and these are the things i have to constantly keep in my mind to stop me being so personal so caring <laughs> um because in in life it does me a world of good sometimes it's been very detrimental at times it's got me used by people i've thought were friends and you know been in situations where i was just handy to be around at the time because there was something beneficial at the other end of it you know but for work i've just got to be an employee i'll still do the job to the best of my abilities but i will only do my job because it doesn't pay to do any more if people want me to do more they need to offer more so if you want me to really take an interest and really commit to some other section of work then offer me a training course Offer me a pay rise. Offer me more days leave. You know, give me something back. Don't just expect when you don't give more, you know, because it really is like having 10 jobs to earn 10 pennies and then you want to give me 11 jobs to earn 10 pennies. No, you want me to do more, give me more. And I'm happy to discuss the arrangements of that. So that's an update, but that's just about what's going on. But how do I feel? Because that's important as well, isn't it? You know, because I was, as I've seen, because I've watched a couple of these videos back, and what I will say is I'm very glad I recorded it because I can see the pain in my eyes. I can hear the confusion in my voice. I can hear the hurt, you know. And now, honestly, I could scream and God would hear me. You know, I'm that pent up of all this, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> um, You know, so I feel this... What I was worried about is I was worried that all this time away would have done nothing, that I would have gone back and felt exactly the same. And ugh. and to be honest, when I do turn that computer on again, I will feel exactly the same. But the resilience will be back. The anger's there instead of the pessimism. You know, the I won't have that feeling of, oh, here we go again. It'll be, 
I'm not doing that again <laughs> and passing it off to someone else, you know. So I do feel good that I've been correct in me, that even when doctors, medically trained professionals didn't have the faith I did in me, I won. I proved myself right. And even though it's not about winning and losing and right or wrong, it's about knowing thyself. It's about knowing that you know who you are. That is so important. And I've, I've said it before, but once I was, before I was diagnosed with autism, I took a year out of my life. And maybe I'll talk about that in a video because basically I was never given my comeuppance. Uh, for all the things I was getting up to and doing in life. And I got very paranoid and I basically cut myself off from everything I enjoyed to find my salvation. Um, but I also kind of did the thing, same thing once I was diagnosed with autism to get to know who I was, not who they want me to be, not how I need to act, not what I need to do because that's the societal expectation. I took the time to try and figure out who I was. And what this has done, what this bit of time away from work and arguing with doctors and the confusion of things and not getting paid and, you know, all this messing around that happens. It's, the, it's given me validation, not right and wrong, you know, not win and lose. It's given me validation that I do know who I am and just how important that is. You've got to know who you are because if you don't, like, let's say I didn't know who I was. Let's say I didn't know fully that I just needed space and time to rebuild and recoup. I could have gone to the doctors. And I know I did a video where I said, I'm going to take medication. That'll be the next time I go because I've got no choice. It'll be medication. I know I did that, but I still know I didn't want the medication. Thankfully, when I went to the doctors, I didn't have to take it because I took a an autism to neurotypical translator with me called the kind person. And uh, it got me what I originally went for. But now I know that what I asked for was right. The time, not medication, not CBT, time. So I'm glad that I know who I am because it's very important. And a lot of people think they know who they are, but then they don't know who they are. And they get surprised by things. Oh, I'm never doing that. And then they go and do it and love it. How can people do that? I, I'm never wrong in that sense. I know if I'm going to enjoy something or not. Just like I know I was right in that I needed the time. And I've had the time. And I'm ready to go back. Just not yet, because December's here, and I can't do December because people get personal, but I've already done that video. Um, so watch the problems in December video if you're wondering what I'm on about. So to conclude this, we're not at the end yet. We'll be at the end of the butterfly effects when I say we're at the end of it, because it's all a journey. It is, even though it's a personal story, it is all linked around autism because it all started from a failed autism workplace assessment. And I'm still on that journey. And maybe the journey will end when I'm at another company and I have another workplace autism assessment. Or maybe I'll go back to this place. They'll have moved heaven and earth. They'll have arranged a new one. And who knows? But I doubt that'll happen. Because um, the boss basically said today that we'll meet up and we will go through with a fine tooth comb what I need 
still meets the business need, but what I need, how do we make it personal to make sure I'm all right? So I do feel bad for the guy for when I've got to resign because he does seem a nice dude, even though I've not worked with him much, he's not done me wrong. And I always feel bad letting good people down, but he doesn't pay my bills. He doesn't feed my cat, doesn't feed my dog, doesn't keep me in out-of-date beanie hats. Can't find these floppy ones on the internet anymore. <laughs> just shows how old I am. Um, and just as a random note, um, because I've obviously had beanie, note, beanie notes, beanie hats on all winter so far, um, my hair grew. <laughs> and just for the humour of it, and to show you that I do like showing myself up, I've shaved all the back and sides. So I've done like a military cut. So there you go. Got a bit of hair. See that? So that's what I look like with hair. But obviously, if I get into the, under the light, you can see just how bald I really am. And that's why, oops, that's why I shave it off. Boys and girls, children of the choir. Can't get my hat back on now, can I? Anyway, um, I'm going to leave you to it. I just thought I'd show you my daft head. I don't know how long I'm going to... I'll keep the hair until I go back to work. Um, just so I can remember what it's like to have hair because I've had a bald head for years now. Anyway, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.